Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. The Mindful Project helps you elevate the culture of your business by bringing mindfulness practice to you and your staff through in-person and virtual learning. Contact us through our website, themindfulproject.co, for more information. Welcome to episode 24, Mindful Eating. Hi, Misty. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing well, freezing a little bit here in this ice storm thing that is covering most of the United States. Yeah, same. I've got my beanie on as we speak. I've yet to get warm recently. So hello to everyone out there probably freezing, unless you're somewhere awesome. And then I'm jealous. I know. I saw there was nice sunshine and t-shirts from my friends and family in AZ right now. A little jealous. So today we're going to talk about mindful eating. And I am... I'm excited about this topic because it has a lot of different meanings to me. Um, I didn't know much about it before I started studying mindfulness-based stress reduction. But then the more I dug into it, the more I realized a lot of my really bad habits and unhealthy way of seeing food stems from way back. And I kind of needed to take a step back and evaluate kind of my relationship with food. So I know everybody has a different relationship with food. This is, I think that's a side topic to being mindful in the way that you're eating and the way you're spending your time and what you're putting in your body. Would you agree? Yeah, I think, I think exactly what you said. I mean, this could be a whole month long series and maybe it will be one day. Um, so yeah, let's turn this conversation toward the act of mindful eating and, and how to think about food in a way that supports you in what you're eating, how you're eating and kind of how it ties into your energy. Yeah. Really to support your whole life and for sure support your mindfulness practice. It's a cycle like everything else, isn't it? Yeah. I think for me, one of the things that keeps me very, um, I would say grounded when it comes to food. And by that, I mean, I'm putting good things in my body, my gut and everything's in check. The input and output is equal, right? And as a machine, which our bodies are, is working the way it should. So when I'm doing that, I feel like obviously really great. And I find that the best way for all that to come together is just to get really intentional about my schedule and my habits. And so, for instance, (laughs) it's funny. My family used to think I was a little strange because at lunch, I get everybody's lunch together and I get everybody's food out. And, you know, my kids are seven and four. And then on occasional days, my husband will be home and he'll be there for lunch as well. And so I'll get his lunch together and then I kind of take care of everybody. And then I kind of start cleaning up the kitchen and then they start bringing their plates and then they're done. And 
they go and usually we have like just a family quiet time, just kind of everybody, you know, bring it down a notch, be by yourself for an hour. That's when I take a step back and I eat my lunch and I try not to use any devices. I try to just kind of sit with my thoughts because up until that point, I've been running, 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 running. And this is like the first time everything kind of settles and that was my, the biggest thing I took away from training was just that it felt a little, I don't know, guilty or selfish to not being sitting down with my family, but I do that at dinner and I sometimes do it at breakfast a lot. So if one meal during the regular part of a busy day, I can have just a second by myself, you know, or 30 minutes to myself to kind of enjoy what I'm eating make sure I'm eating well. Um, I find that that's really important. So I try to stay on that schedule for the most part. I'm so glad you said that you take the time once you've cleaned up their mess and made their lunch. Cause I thought you were going to say that you don't eat your lunch after you have fed oh. your family. And I well, think that's the way it started. No, that's no, how that, it started. Yeah, right. yeah. So this is my work, right? I mean, yeah. I started as that. I was cleaning, and then everybody was like, "When did mom eat?" And I was like, "Eh, whatever. I'll eat yeah. some like I'll eat, I'll eat goldfish and coffee yeah. later." Exactly. <laughs> and so that's when I did my training. It was like ding, ding, yeah. ding. I'm not setting myself up for success at all because I mean breakfast, I mean, you know, I, I usually have something light for breakfast in general, but dinner, we have like, you know, a dinner all together as a family mm -hmm. and it's conversational and I'm up and down and there's a lot of things going. And so in order to be able to really truly be mindful of at least one thing that I'm putting in my body, I have to make it a, a, like a big effort to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really wonderful to do for yourself. And I do think that lunch probably for most of the population is the easiest meal to enjoy alone. Um, because usually at the, in the middle of the day, I mean, I know our lives look like a thousand different pictures, but we're usually able to take that time at lunch alone. Um, and you know, you can't nourish anything, your dreams, your goals, your work, your body, your relationships, unless you're feeding yourself food that turns into fuel in the body. Um, one thing you were saying about serving everybody else first and then yourself, I really love your routine. Once I was dishing up um, a dinner, I had a friend over, she was with her kids. They were at our house and I was cooking and I served and plated everybody's dinner really nicely and beautifully. And then I just kind of slopped some food onto my plate. And she was like, wait a minute. Why, why didn't you make yours look like ours? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. You know, and she goes, no, you deserve this beautiful meal just as much as we do. And she made me rearrange my plate to have this gorgeous presentation. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, why can't I have a visually beautiful meal to sit down and savor with friends? Yeah. So instead of your, either your meal or even your presentation being an afterthought, Think about putting a little more um, love behind it and intention and creativity and, and serve yourself like you're serving someone you love. Yeah. Well, and I think about too, like <clears throat> some people are just naturally alone more in general. Right. And so maybe they're like, uh, 
um, by myself all the time. I will tell you, can you, can you honest, can you be honest with yourself and say you have no other distractions? Are you looking at your phone? Are you watching Netflix? Are you reading a book? If you are doing something, then I would say that's maybe listening to a meditation. I let it slide there. <laughs> but I'm saying like, it, there's a lot for you to get really intentional about and, and really thinking through like, I don't know, like I said, I use my bites as a way to figure out what's going on in my head and kind of put, start to put things, I think you told me this a while back, but like putting your thoughts kind of in little file folders, like, okay, I'm thinking a whole lot about work. Okay. So I see, I recognize, got a lot of stuff going on work. We're going to put that over in the work folder and we're going to close that drawer. And what else are we thinking about? And so it gives me like just a half hour to go through those thoughts. And so I think for people who are always alone, it's an opportunity for you to kind of reevaluate, like, what are you plugging in when you could really be a little bit more present? Yeah. And, and I think what you're saying is we can use a meal as one of those informal mindfulness practices where, mm -hmm. you know, we sit down to do our formal practice, but there's all these times during the day and these opportunities to informally practice mindfulness. And I would actually call mindful eating um, a formal practice because it can turn into a meditation in and of itself. So if you're someone who really struggles with sitting down on a cushion to do your formal practice, don't get hung up on the logistics of what that means. Maybe your formal practice is mindful eating. Oh, that that's so good. Right? That's so good and so true. Yeah. Especially if you are one of the people, I have been there on and off all my life, but that have an unhealthy relationship with food. It might be the one time that you have like some clarity around that. Yeah. I think that's great. I really like that. And, right. and you're right. It is a good it's a great mindfulness practice. And if you have problems with meditation, focus on that because mm -hmm. you got to yeah. eat. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the, the big takeaways of, of mindfulness practice is that the logistics can honestly look like so many things, you know, Yeah. another thing <laughs> that I think about with mindful eating is how expensive is this meal I'm about to eat. And I don't really mean like us dollars expensive, yeah. right? So my kids love Chick-fil-A and they love in and out, right? And sometimes we just don't have food at the house and they're starving or we're running around during our day. And I have nothing against Chick-fil-A and in and out as far as the food they serve, um, as companies, <laughs> that's another story with Chick-fil-A, <laughs> but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, and so if I buy a $5 meal, I don't know how much a meal is, $5, $7, it tastes really good going down, but how much of my energy is going to be spent processing that meal? Am I going to eat this, this Chick-fil-A meal with fries and a drink and then get so tired that my body, because my body is working so hard to process it, that I have to go lay down? And that I cannot finish out my day and feel good at night. And it's this whole cycle. That meal cost me not only my seven bucks, but like my clarity, my energy, my focus, it cost me so much. And so I really think about that. Like 
I'm not against eating that kind of food once in a while by any means. I don't believe in restricting myself anymore. I did that for so long. Amen. Over it, right? Yeah. Agree. Yeah. So if I want to eat that once in a while, I have to really think about what else I have going on that day. I'm getting so sensitive to things as I get older that if I know that I have a class or something to teach later, I can't eat that food actually. Because if I do, I'm going to be foggy in my head and lethargic. (laughs) But if I know that it's a day we have nothing going on and I want to eat some fast food, I'll eat some fast food, you know, but you have to kind of think about, is this going to fuel my body or is this going to take a lot of my energy to process? Oh my gosh. This is real life. Okay. You're going to die when I tell you this. Guess what I just had for lunch? What? Chick-fil-A. No way. (laughs) Okay. Wait. Let me tell you the backstory. Okay. (laughs) Let me tell you the backstory. We're possibly, me and the girls are going out of town next week. And so Barrett, my husband is going to stay home. And so this weekend, we just wanted to spend a little extra time together doing some fun stuff. So we were over at Costco and Costco's near Chick-fil-A and, you know, everybody sees it and goes crazy. So I'm out of my normal routine and I as a type A, you know, constantly challenge myself to say, it's okay. Like the 80, 20, it's okay. Like we eat great 80% of the time. So I said, yay, let's do Chick-fil-A. Totally not thinking about what Lauren just described. And guys, I'm sitting here. I'm so tired. I just need a nap. And you are what you eat. I mean, and God, you know, bless it. I love Chick-fil-A, but it's just, um, and you know, when I was eating it, I really, I did, I did really enjoy it. And I think food brings us together and my kids were loving it and, you know, but all the time, it's definitely not all the time thing. And I think if just being aware and mindful of that in and itself of how, you know, maybe taking a step back and evaluating how many times a week you're eating out, especially right now with how like so many restaurants are closed and blah, blah, blah. And it's just easy to do delivery. I mean, I think y'all can get alcohol, right? Like, yeah, we can. Yeah. I think you can get alcohol from like, if you order from a restaurant restaurant, yeah, you can get it to go, which is. Yeah. So it's like, everything is right there. So I think mindfulness is really going to be important in regards to food and get, you know, just the ease of it. Mm -hmm. But yes, I'm feeling very lethargic. I keep burping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's like, while you were telling that story, I was like, do I say this? Do I tell her or do I like be really stoic and like, I'm the, I'm the meditation and yoga teacher. No, I'm going to be authentic. Cause I think that's <clears throat> why people listen. I truly was not mindful today and I am paying for it. However, now lesson learned brain trigger. Like I will look at my schedule and think I've got to, you know, spend some time with Lauren Oh, I want to be at my best. I don't want to be burping. <laughs> um, and I should, you know, be mindful of what I put in my body. So that's so funny that you yeah. had Chick-fil-A and I was just saying that. I know. And you know, I for can't you, wait till Barrett hears this. That is so funny. So <sighs> funny. And some people don't 
get as affected. You mm-hmm. know? So if you're listening and you're like, I don't feel that way when I eat Chick-fil-A or whatever your fast food of choice is awesome, you know, but I think the takeaway is to recognize and be sensitive enough to your own body to notice how certain foods affect your energy, you know, yes. and if you have a big meeting or if you have a presentation or, you know, something where you need to be at your best, consider eating in a way that's going to support that. Um, and just know what foods give you energy and don't weigh you down, yeah. like energetically weigh you down and, and know what foods you kind of need to eat on the weekend, you know, and you can go watch TV or hibernate after. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I'm doing some, um, finally some physical therapy on my hips. Oh, good. And I mean, girl, I am like head down professional athlete mentality. Like, you know, I want this to be better. And my physical therapist yesterday, she said, man, you're working really hard. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to be 40 and my hips hurting, you know? And I said, but I'm really glad that I'm having to go through this because it's making me aware of all the people and reminding me of, you know, I can bounce back from this and I can't, you know, but there's so many people that can't and you just want to, and you want to go do all of that stuff. And so I have to be that, that mindfulness keeps me really present there. Mm -hmm. I told her, I said, I right now am trying to be the same way with food with some balance like (laughs) Chick-fil-A, but being very mindful about what I put in because like athletes say, you're a machine and you're just taking, it's like a car, a really expensive Lamborghini and you got to keep it up. I do think too, like our body can handle more in certain decades and certain seasons. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. In my twenties, my body could process more, more quickly my thirties, it started slowing down. Forties is definitely, I'm just so sensitive to all the things that I put in my body. And I think, you know, without being so strict that you don't enjoy life, I think just understanding what season you're in, if you're in your fifties, you're feeling it more sixties, more, right. We have different needs as we grow. And, and I think the bottom line thing that mindfulness provides is the connection to the body and the understanding of what's going on for me right now. And what will serve my body as it is right now, and what's actually going to detract from my overall physical health. And that answer is not static and it changes over time. I think one thing that's super important with, with mindful eating and eating for energy, eating pretty well is, is avvoiding um, the blood sugar roller coaster. Yeah. And you know, that, ha- that's when I get <clears throat> I don't want to say in trouble because I don't ever want to villainize any food. I'm so over that. But like, that's when I reach for baked goods or fast food is when I am starving and I've let my blood sugar drop too low. Then my body just reaches for whatever is there that's fast, satiating, filling. So I think making sure that you're, we talked earlier about like not skipping a meal, just eating enough all day where your body isn't completely dropping its bottom out of energy, but, but that you're more even and right in the middle. And that requires planning. Right. Right. I mean, you, you're going to have to, if you want to be mindful about your eating, you're going to have to be strategic about it. Just like a lot of things you would be. And that requires, you know, where you buy your food and where you're going to get it. And 
the spontaneous decisions or the I'm hungry's times, you know, that's where you're going to get into trouble and you're going to get the six tacos at lunch or whatever. Right. Um, and then not be able to do anything in the afternoon, which is awful. It's the, it's the worst feeling. I hate Um, that feeling. And then you're like, I did this to myself. Yeah. First part. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I know it's, it's an interesting topic. And I think that, like I said, from the beginning, everybody has a different relationship with food. But whatever it is, you can look, you can evaluate all your eating habits. And I bet you there's a place where you can be more mindful about what you're eating and how you're eating. And I think that, aren't you going to lead us in, or like we're going to discuss like a mindful eating exercise? Yeah. So I think it would be a really wonderful practice to invite in to either your week or your day, if you really want to go for it, to choose one meal a week or one meal a day that you enjoy in silence. And you could even get your family on board. They might think you're a little weird at first, but it's a really sweet practice to invite kids into. Um, I'm always bringing up wacky ideas to my family, so they're pretty used to it by now. But one meal that you designate as a meal in silence and no devices, of course, no TV on, nothing distracting on the table. And you can do this alone or with your people. And you just eat slowly, chew slowly, taste your food. Notice how it feels to take a sip of water. Even cut your food slowly, like get fascinated with the textures and the colors on the plate. And and really get curious about something that you do all the time. Because mindfulness is really simply the act of waking up to the moment that we're in, in everyday moments, not the big events. That's not what life is about. Life is about the moment to moment interactions with, with ourselves and with each other and what we're doing. So just getting curious about your meal. I love that. Yeah. I've never done it with my family. Try it with them. I think, I think it would be. There's usually some giggling, you know, like for sure. Yeah. And then somebody passes gas and then it's all over. (laughs) Perfect. Real life. And then then you're like, why am I even trying? And then you get frustrated, but then you are mindful. So you notice your frustration and your (laughs) expectation. (laughs) Oh, that sounds very, that's real life right there. Yes. I love that practice. I, I love that. I really do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Misty. Thank you, Lauren. I loved it. Thank you so much for listening to Mindful Talk. We don't take it lightly that you spent your time listening to our podcast, and we are forever grateful. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Welcome to a more mindful way of living and working.